Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Uh, I send greetings to my wife, um, Dr. Olivia. I thank her for being very patient with me Wow! Uh, for so many years. Yes, I'm not, I'm not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wives of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Then there is a lady I want to send out greetings to. She's called Jan. I think we met her together. Yes, yes. yes, yes. She said she listens to us from yes. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, Harare. Yes, Harare. Mm. Every morning. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Nice one. Shout outs to you. Come on, people. Yes, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We don't take you for granted. And help me celebrate and appreciate Pastor Chris and the entire Business Garage team for always adding value to us. Pastor Chris, we celebrate you and your entire team for the incredible work you put in. Because we, we spent a whole, nearly a whole evening yesterday together preparing. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, team. We really, really appreciate you. My name is Florence. Today is Easter. Happy Easter. And happy birthday to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so grateful to be here and to host our conversation today. So we've been going through a series called Embracing Business Revival. Yes, and we're saying, we're looking through the book of Acts, studying it and seeing what happened there that we can learn and copy and implement in our businesses. And the past two Sundays, the first Sunday we talked about praying and say, talked about the importance of vision that picture of the future that fuels passion. It's that vision you're going to cast to your entire team so they can be able to run with you, right? And then last Sunday, we talked about partnerships, right? And why it's important to partner with people because some people don't necessarily have all the skills as the entrepreneurs. So you need partners who are going to bring either funds or skills or ideas. And every, at every stage of the business, a certain number is required but you cannot do business alone, especially if you're going somewhere. Right, Mona? Have I represented us well? Perfectly. Great. And now today, we're going to talk about preaching. Because in the book of Acts, yes, the first thing they did in the upper room was pray, get the vision. And then they cast a lot, replace the Judas. Judas is take Judas's position so they can have the right number to go on mission. And now today, we're going to talk about preaching because after that, they went out and preached. So for us in business, what does that look like? Many times we've got the vision, we're excited, we have the partners, and now we're saying, okay, a vision is a thousand cakes. I'm going to bake a thousand cakes. And after baking a thousand cakes, I'll go and look for the market. And the question this morning is, do I go look for the market first, or do I bake the thousand cakes first and sell them before they expire? Hmm? Ask all the people around me to support me, support me, support me. So the person with a thousand cakes, or the person with a thousand customers, who of the two is in business? Mr. Grace Munira. Hey. Mm. <laughs> we agreed. Um, <laughs> you see, uh, um, marketing is about catching people's attention. Yeah. And... Um, Peter Drucker said that the role of business, the tool, is to create a customer 
but the function of business is to to do marketing and innovation mm. and only those two as long as you're in business you need to do marketing so then the thing would be how do we extend what we know and feel and have to the market out there so that they feel what we feel but for a profit yeah so that whatever we do we actually make a profit at the end of the day yeah yes all right mona the lady in nalia with a stall six batches of matoke and the lady in kabale with an acre of matoke who is in business they both are in business but one is closer to the market the end buyer and mm. it is said that the one who's closest to the final paying customer mm. uh, truly has the better deal or the better end of, 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 of the bargain. But I'll just want to put it in a, 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 a couple of stories. Mm. Like why, why, why know your market? Why understand your market? Mm. And that type of thing. So you want to know your market to know who your market is, mm. where your market is, how to reach your market and what it costs you to get to them. And this is before, before you put the products out there. Exactly. Great. So, so there's work that goes into that and mm -hmm. I, I want to break it down with a couple of stories. I'm told, I've, I've, I've heard a story that Mr. Kabushenga once uh, pitched uh, De TV when it had just come out. Yeah. He got uh, industry captains, owners of especially um, uh, fast-moving consumer goods, Mukwano, Unilever, the ones who sell cooking oil, soap, Colgate, uh, uh, toothpaste, and that type of thing. And he put them uh, in a room and was pitching to them, but especially the, the, the things like Royco and those kind of things. And he said, and he helped them understand who their market was, who the target audience was. Many of you uh, watching online and seated in the room think that you are the target market and that you make those buy decisions. He apparently uh, let them in on a secret that they didn't. For instance, yeah. the ladies or the people working at home, the house helps, the house managers, at some point watch TV or listen to radio. So there was, I think, Bukede TV and, 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 uh, and, and uh, there's radio as well. So he said, advertise the Royco, the toilet paper, and that type of thing at a certain time at, to this segment. Why? Because when I'm making the shopping list with my lady at home, she'll tell me, this is an international audience, okay. <laughs> she'll, she, she'll tell me, you know what? The Royco that you're buying, for instance, is not giving us the right flavor. I think you need to try Royco B. Really? Mm. And I, I defer to her, fine, I'll mm. buy Royco B. How did she learn about it? From the TV advertisement or what was played on the radio? So who I'm spending, we're spending, but the decision has been made by somebody else. So know your target market and how to reach them. You may say that that's a sophisticated example. Let me go to the lady in the market, the shop that you like to say, your shop in Chaliwajala. You're selling the cakes to people in Chaliwajala, the lady at the market stall. 
what does she use? She's not sophisticated, doesn't have a budget for TV advertisements and that type of thing. She uses personal selling. Again, a true story that applies to me. I used to shop at Nakawa Market. Then, again, my house help, my house manager says, by the way, have, we, have you tried the, uh, the, the, the market up above us? I live in Nalia. Have you tried the market uh, nearby us? Mm. I said, no, I have my guy in Nalia. I mean in, in Nakawa. She says, no, no, no. There's this lady who gives fresh things, and the things you've been bringing from Nakawa are rotten anyway. Mm. They're cheating you. Really? Yes. So, and, 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 and she baited me by saying, let's just get tomatoes and onions from her this week, and you see how it goes. So we did make the order. Who had the lady used? My house help to make that decision. And then she then came to me. Now she was in my phone, on the phone. She says, Mama Miti, that's what I'm called. I can bring you your wares whenever you need it. You don't have to buy all the tomatoes you need for the week in one go. Yeah. So that we make it fresh. Anytime you need, I can communicate with your girls and they can tell me that they need the tomatoes for 5,000, not the entire 10,000. So yeah. that helps me not rot. The other thing, she says, by the way, we can deliver. We can deliver, you need not come. Mm -hmm. So you see, she's appealing to convenience. Then another thing she did this Easter, she sent me fresh peas. I, she said, I've sent you fresh peas for Easter. Am I going to leave that lady? <laughs> not at all. She can bungle up as many orders as she wants. Yeah. You sent tomatoes, I'd sent you for onions, but she has entered my heart yeah. through fresh peas. Meanwhile, yeah. she may have sent Director Grace a kilo of meat. And yes, <laughs> <laughs> and celebrating yes, celebrating peas. my peas. <laughs> but you see, she's mm. reached me. In fact, another time she called and said, but you have taken long without sending your dad, uh, I think, pumpkin. And I have very good pumpkins. And I was very touched. Like, she's remembered my dad. You mm. know, She's remembered that I shop for him and and I'm supposed to send him. She says, yeah, why aren't you sending the old man pumpkin? So uh, that's showing you who your market is, yes. how you reach them, and yeah. what it's going to cost yeah. you. Yeah. It's costing her airtime to talk to me. It's costing her a couple of fresh peas for me and a kilo of meat for, that's her marketing cost. Yes. She's choked it down. She said, you know, the 20K I'd have made, let me put it down as marketing cost, and we are now loyal customers. The, the, the seller of Royco and those fast-moving consumer goods knows I need to be having an advertising budget that goes on book a day for this long. Yeah. So why you should know, know who they are, yeah. where they are, yeah. how to reach them, and what it costs you. Very good, Mona. Let's appreciate Mona for that. I want us to first back up a bit to make a case why it's important for us to market our businesses. Because most of us, it's not obvious. Or sometimes it's obvious, but we use the wrong methods. And we're going to get into that, which you've sort of started us on. But before we go there, I want us to make a case. Why is it important for us to market our businesses, our products, and not feel like you're being too much business, or jukubabantumu face, or whatever? Why should we market? And how should we do it aggressively? Why should we be present there, out there? We should be. Hmm because there is a target market that we are supposed to appeal Rich. to. Mm. Not everyone is tickled by your product. Now, when you just spray and pray, then you will not actually have effect. You will, I'm told at any one time, yeah. so if we are 100 here, and I'm selling pens, only 
are in the market to buy pens. Yeah. If I talk about land, only 3% here are in the process of buying land. So when you talk about marketing, it's important to identify exactly who among the 100 are going to buy so that we don't waste yeah. um, our resources on the other 97. Mm. In fact, it is said that we should be ready to disappoint 90% of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the audience oh. so that we get the exact um, market segment we are looking, we are looking for. for. Oh, yes. So what do we do? Then we have to identify there is a framework I'm going to introduce. Um, you've heard of these three words. You might have heard of them. Uh, the term, the sum, and the sum. Business Leaders Network, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the term is the total addressable market. So, in this case, you're looking at the potential of your product. What is the total sales you can generate from all the people who, you know, can buy your product? And that's a wider area. Then below it is the serviceable, attainable market. Then you're saying, who are those yeah. I could reach? Mm -hmm. Because I may have budgetary constraints, I may have geographical constraints. Then below that, you'd have the serviceable, obtainable market. Mm -hmm. Now, those are the real ones you're going to convert and then buy from you. So it is important to say, um, let me give you an example, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, for us to land yeah, the plane. Yeah, because exactly. you're talking to giraffes, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's say we are in the market, want to introduce uh, a new, you know, a new piece of sanitary wear. Yeah. Okay. So we'd say Uganda's population is about 45 million. Then we say 51% are women. Mm -hmm. All right. So now that means that the term, the total addressable market, would be the 51%. All right. So we're saying, okay, 51%, that could be about uh, 22 million, 20, uh, 23 million maybe. Mm. Then we say, out of the women, we have a segment that is 14 to maybe 45. How many are between 14 and 25? That means the administrating. So we'd say maybe 50% of those are within that, 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 that. So then we are having about 11.5 million. Then we say, now we are getting into that, serviceable, obtainable exactly. market. And then we say, out of the 11.5, how many can afford a part that will cost 10,000 shillings? Because not everyone will, will. So then we are saying, someone who will afford uh, one of 10,000 probably has a disposable income of maybe 2 million shillings. So then we go into the population data and then say, how many people actually uh, have earned 2 million shillings? Then we are able to get that let us say that it's 10%. Yeah. Then we are into about 1 million, 1 million people. Then now we have, mm -hmm. we have a market that we can go for and yeah. then not just spray and pray. Mm. Then we have what we call the early evangelists. Those who will now run with us, they believe in us, the yeah. early adopters, yeah. who will help us now experiment with this and try it and then be the our early people. Our family members, our yes. friends. Friends, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so you're able to say, okay, can we get a group of maybe a thousand 
who we shall give free samples to, yeah. and then we'll be able to, yeah. So you don't waste uh, your, your peace with uh, Pastor Chris. <laughs> <laughs> because he's not in the target market. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Mm. And this works whether you want to do a restaurant, yeah. whether you want to do a, a barber shop, or whatever business it is. You must look and say, who is going to buy the product that I need? Mm. There is something called the 770 rule, where you say you must identify a segment of the market, which is about 7 to 10%, that you will have 70% domination. So there is always someone who will, ha who will eat food with a lot of pepper. Okay. So just open your restaurant that serves a lot of pepper. pepper. There are people who will be tickled, who will be enticed to come to you. Once you can identify that group of people mm. who are just about 7 to 10% of your target market, then completely, totally dominate it, that it is totally, completely mm. unattractive to the rest of the people to engage in that, in that, in that. Then you're, you're, you're really creaming about 70% mm. of the profitability of that market segment. Yeah. Having understood their pain points, their, you know, their, their journey, yeah. and, and you're able to capitalize on that and then really make money. Yeah. There's a company called IKEA. Um, IKEA uh, has about $30, $30, $30 billion yeah. uh, in sales per annum. But they only have 6.8% 6, 6 of the market. And yet control about, no, about 68% of the profitability of the flat, flat pack market. Mm. So don't chase after everyone. Identify who your target client is. Please them that they have no other option but you and you alone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Director Grace. What I'm hearing from what you're saying is before we spray and pray, before we splash and go out there and bake a hundred cakes, we should identify who our target market is, where they are, what they like, how they sleep, where they hang out, and all of that, so that we can be able to reach them specifically and not waste resources trying to reach everyone who is not interested in our product, right? Did yes. I get you right? Yes. Right. Mona, would you want to speak into that? Yes, I would, and it's, 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 it's building on knowing who yeah. your target market is and how to reach them. I'll start, one, just to say that it is going to cost time yeah. and money to understand that segment. And there are professionals who can help with this. Yeah. Uh, so people, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners need to seek professional help. You know, like how there are doctors and tax consultants. There are actually marketing consultants who will break a lot of this information down to you, which segment that you need to pitch at and how. Yeah. But I want to give uh, two examples, or maybe three. An example on, on a little bit about spray and pray, but also using the wrong medium yeah. to reach a certain audience. We're in the age of... Uh, di the digital age, social media influencers. Not just any influencer will do. So you need to know what kind of influencer, mm. for instance, the people who are into influencers, 
who are the people following them, mm. and would I appeal? Would my product or service appeal to them? Mm. We might remember in our recent past when a leading socialite with a, a colorful lifestyle was made the poster girl for a higher education institution. I think we, it's safe to say it backfired mm. because the market and the audience that is into fun and partying and that type of thing was not necessarily the audience yeah. for that education of higher institution. I, I, I see people nodding, so they, they, they remember. <laughs> so that's an example of when you get it wrong and you just go about. They've got one million followers. I need to let them know. But mm. in a funny way as well, mm, by mm, the way, mm. we, we talked about the, the, that institution, but I can't remember its name right now. Wow. What I can remember is the mistake they made. Mm. So it kind of backfired. It worked for a minute there, but their name completely left. What I remember, there was an education institution that tagged itself to this socialite and it didn't work. So that's one way. If you don't do your research, yeah. you know, uh, 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 that's a cautionary tale. If you don't do your research, if you don't know your market, if you don't know your target audience, it can go completely wrong. Mm. Now, on the other hand, you have uh, the popular Dr. Kasenin. He doesn't come out to tell you, come to my clinic, come and I will tell you about weight management and everything. He's always in our Twitter spaces. Adding value. Adding value. Yeah. And just telling us why we should have a banana and drink water in the morning yeah. and not have pork in the morning, for instance. <laughs> or meat or beef. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so... He adds value at mm. that level and at a subliminal level. Yeah. He reaches to a certain demographic. Yeah. There's a certain demographic that's on Twitter. The Twitter demographic is bound to have a certain spend in their market, is bound to be concerned about health, aspirational, the mm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, want to look after themselves. Who are they going to think about when they want to consult on certain things uh, like, 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 like health? So that goes to now the professionals. Are you a lawyer? Can you break down the new law for free for us on social media? John Aki Holdings, mm. um, the other day we were with him on a call and he's, uh, he's, he, he's, he, he's, he's into money lending services. Yeah. If you need him, John Aki, I send you greetings. But he, he gave us a tip, for instance. You know, in our personal lives, we lend people and we, we, we lend and borrow from each other. Yeah. You know that behavior. And he gave us a tip for free, and he said, a bad lender is likely to bring you bad Another lenders. Another bad lender. A good, uh, I mean, a good borrower, uh, mm. rather, is, mm. is good to bring you good borrowers, and a bad borrower is likely to bring you s someone of their ilk. So, if Pastor Flo has lent me money and I have not paid her, if I ever bring a recommendation, she knows exactly what to do with it. No. But if... Director Grace here, who I expect is a very good borrower, uh, uh, brings him, <laughs> brings you a recommendation, Pastor Flo, you're going to likely uh, lend whoever he refers. Mm. So net promoter score, and I'll leave the whole net promoter score business to Director Grace to expound on kindly. Okay. Marketing. Um, I don't remember what, um, what, but, uh, let me tell you a story. Yeah, stories are good. Yeah. Yeah. 
you, you see, uh, marketing should lead to change of behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay. So little Johnny, yep. Johnny uh, <laughs> went to school, okay, and his father was very frustrated. Uh, Johnny was doing badly, so he was in a government school, and then uh, he was getting 10%, 20%. He was the one who was supporting the rest uh, from the bottom. So Johnny, uh, the father was very frustrated with the government school, so he changed him to a private school. And then Johnny still performed badly. He improved to about 25%, and he was really competing with others at the bottom. So his father was again frustrated with Johnny. So he changed him and took him to a Christian school. Now, <laughs> when he took him to a Christian school, Johnny, hello. Don't enter his story. Uh -huh. <laughs> I won't. Johnny's performance really changed, and it was he was in the top five. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So. Johnny's father was very impressed. He went chest stamping and then asked little Johnny, Johnny, how come you're doing well? And Johnny said, you know what? These guys, the poor performers, they crucify them. Because I see guys all over <laughs> on the cross. So when I reached here, I was like, no way. There's no way I'm going to allow to be crucified. <laughs> so... So there's a corner, there's a cross at every corner of the school. Yes, <laughs> and in every room, there is a guy who was crucified. <laughs> so why risk crucifixion? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Much better yeah. do well. Johnny shouldn't know about resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the, the point is this, that marketing should actually change behavior. Yeah. And... I, uh, let me go back. There's a book I read, I don't remember which one, which said a simple thing, that marketing should either you, so it was an acronym, good marketing should A, catch your attention. Yeah. It should grab your attention. Mm -hmm. It should make you stop and then be able to see. <clears throat> Two, it should get you interested. It should arouse your interest in this, hey, what's up? What's, mm -hmm. what, what's it doing? Mm -hmm. And then D, it should create desire. So it is, I see most of marketing is more of entertainment. Mm. Okay, so oh, wow. you have a couple of people running around and you know, they jump over <laughs> and you're like, okay, fine, it's interesting. Yeah. it's interesting, but uh, there's no desire in me yeah. to actually buy. Mm. So we had attention, mm -hmm. interest, yeah. desire, and then action. If it does not compel you to take action, if there's no buy now, mm -hmm. there's no we are located here, and then I'm able to screenshot your phone number, mm -hmm. your email, your address, wherever I can find you, it's not then that money is mm -hmm. simply wasted. Mm -hmm. You'd rather give it to me, and I chew it. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, if marketing, marketing is just not simply um, shouting to everyone, and pushing your message out there. You test it with an audience, the right, the right audience, and ask them whether it catches their attention, uh, creates a, uh, interest, uh, creates a desire, and makes them uh, want, to want to act. Yeah. Then we can say you are marketing. Um, when, 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 when she was talking about Dr. Kassenene, something popped in my head. 
you must first educate yeah. the client that you actually want to reach out to. I see people wanting to reap where they did not sow. So. so you're simply saying, hey, look, buy a dress from me, I have a dress. But you've never educated me about Dresses. a dress. Mm. You've never educated me what you're doing, yeah. how good you are. Yeah, and why it's important for exactly. me to buy them. So we have now education-based marketing, where you're educating the clientele that these cakes don't have sugar. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is the, the thing about sugar mm -hmm. in cakes. Mm -hmm. These cakes are really healthy. Yeah. This ice cream doesn't have, is lactose-free. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be lactose-free? Yeah. And so you educate the client, and so you're sowing a seed. You're sowing and investing. There's no way you reap without sowing. sowing. Yeah. Many cases, we just want to reap. We simply mm -hmm. say, if we post on our status, please help me. Please, you support know, support me. Support me. Support me. <laughs> the Muindi will suck me if I don't sell. <laughs> it is not that people do you a favor to buy from you. People should be very educated about the type of skins that there are, mm -hmm. the type of environment we live in, mm -hmm. the water that we actually use, and why you actually have a dry skin. Mm -hmm. Therefore, that is a true story. So. The thing is, then how do we go around your dry skin? Yeah. There's dieting, there are lotions you can use, there are other things you can use, so that can help you actually resolve your dry skin. Then we have products that, we can, that can help you actually fast track that journey. Yeah. And how do we do that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. For more, for more contact Vine Pharmaceuticals. Hey. <laughs> that one you have to pay Pastor Chris for the platform. So what I'm hearing that's standing out for me is you cannot reap where you have not sown. Mm -hmm. So the, the part of marketing or the evangelism is sowing. Yes. You're sowing and creating desire for what you have. Online, you know, you can still send us your questions. And these wonderful people are going to be able to answer them. Uh, right here, Riho Kamara has just said, please address the cost of research for the startups Looks like the reason we suffer with trial and error is because of lack of data to inform market entry. Could you speak into that? In God we trust. Arrest. All others bring, bring data. data. <laughs> if you don't have data, what are you doing? Yeah. If you don't have relevant data, what are you doing? The data must be accurate. Data must be fresh. There are comparisons you can make. There are maybe about, say, two million people who stay in, who stay in Kampala. There are other two million people who walk into Kampala. So Kampala by midday has about four million people. You must dig that data. How many people eat lunch in Kampala? How many people uh, spend their lunch at City Square. <laughs> and so... And at how much? Uh -huh. mm. So what are the other options? You must, if you don't have data, then you're digging yourself a small little grave in which you will fall at the end of the day. I think... Yeah. To that, I just want to add, it's going to be part of your business costs. Yeah. And we better be comfortable with it. So budget the way we for plan, it. Yeah, the way we plan to pay taxes, mm. the way we plan... Oh, I hope we're paying for tax consultancy or accountancy services. 
plan for a marketing consultancy mm. uh, and budget mm. and plan for it. Indeed, there are different tiers, so you make your dress according to the cloth that you have. So again, consult and network and find out who can help a startup. Yeah. Um, the person, you, you don't want to start with the same person who's advising Unilever. For yeah. instance, oh, you're, come a, on. Yeah, you're yeah. a startup. So there are indeed different tiers, but be willing and prepared to pay for the service yeah. and budget for it. Yeah. Many times, I think we are penny pinchers and want to wing it and want to, you know, um, not have to part with money. Value, but, yeah. yeah. But in, in certain instances, you're going, you're going to have to pay for, for the service. The, the, there's no way you can make a prediction without data. Mm. So if you are going into tomorrow without data, then how will you know the rate at which the market is growing? How will you know certain factors that have come in? How will you know the effects of COVID on the market segment that you are, you are yeah. you're looking at? How will you know the income level of the market you're, you're looking at? How will you know, you know the pains and, and, and challenges that they have? Yeah. Yeah. So there are people paid, there are people who spend their waking hours researching and putting that data to together. You and actually mm. ask and interrogate that data. Don't take it as gospel truth. Yeah. There are some anomalies you may see. Ask, interrogate, use the service. Mm. Uh, and milk it for, for, for everything it's worth. Great. Let's talk a little bit about the methods. Okay, so we've got the research out there to identify where our market is, who is our target market, where do they eat, where do they sleep, where do they hang out, and all of that. So now we have the data. We know where our market is. We've identified it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Let's talk about the methods. There's a common, under I mean, word that keeps going around. Be on social media, be on social media. Should every business be on social media? Let's talk about the methods. What methods are suitable for what? I'll get into it, and I'll, uh, I'll have a director come in, and I'll go back to some of the examples that, 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 I, that I used. There's the traditional forms of media, radio, TV, yeah. and there are different segments uh, that, that, that can be appealed to at different uh, times. Some fast-moving consumer goods will use radio and TV at a particular hour. And then, for instance, universities and schools mm. that are advertising using the same platform will likely be closer to the news segment of 9 p.m. Mm. when parents are likely to be at home watching. Uh, digital marketing is indeed something that is uh, big and you also must understand the different strata within there and how to appeal. My little cousin, Ken Shosi, that I sent uh, greetings to, recently acquired a phone, I think, uh, a year or two years ago, and she has a browsing history. The things that she is browsing and looking at inform the people who are collecting data and they figure this right. is a 17-year-old girl. She's interested in the latest fashions. Ken Shose, I hope you're also looking up some universities. But yes, they'll say that she looks up universities once a month. She looks up the latest, the latest fashion trends like thrice a day. She looks up uh, this kind of music two times a week, so they'll have that data. Her parents, on the other hand, are, are also phone users, but are looking up different things on social media. Uh, they are looking up 
treatments. Uh, Kenshozi may have called and said, I have a cough. Then her mother says, what to do when child has cough? Mm -hmm. Okay. Her mother may now be looking frantically for university. So there's that data now about her mother. It has been profiled. When you're advertising and you want to reach uh, Kenshozi, for instance, and her mother with the sanitary wear, yeah. you know where to pitch it. You either pitch it uh, on Kenshozi's phone. Do you want to pitch it on Kenshozi's phone? Yes, because she's going to influence her mother when she's going shopping. But you also want to pitch her mother as well to be aware, but you're not going to pitch that same information on the dad's phone. Now, the dad's phone probably has cars, um, maybe investment data and that type of thing. So, Jonah Key Holdings, who has quick um, uh, access to, 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 to money, I process money in, 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 two, in, two, in two hours or something, will likely have his adverts go on the dad's phone who is a businessman, that type of thing. So, so that, that comes in handy. I've noted, mm -hmm. um, sometimes I believe when you're all watching uh, YouTube, channels, Jumia comes yes, on. Yes. I tend to get the one of a mom who's working and needs to feed her kids and therefore uh, order quickly from KFC and get back to your work. I've been profiled. Yeah. They probably figure I have children of a certain age, I'm a working mom, I need some convenience. That Jumia ad coming to me is no accident. Yeah. It probably is not reaching my 82-year-old dad no. on his smartphone. No. He's, 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 he's being pitched at uh, something differently. So those are examples of, uh, uh, say, digital marketing and how it's being used, uh, 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 the traditional marketing like TV and radio and how it's being used. Then there are things like newspapers. Yeah. Newspapers are not going away. They are digital and they are also in print. There are some people who still pay, you know, to yeah. have print. People who are advertising uh, jobs and open openings and vacancies want to get to a certain person who is interested and will part with money either for a newspaper or digitally will get onto Daily Monitor or New Vision and that's another person that they'll pitch. So if I'm a recruiting firm, I want to be in the phones of these people and when they are reading a certain article by say Daniel Karinaki, yeah. their favorite columnist, the, the, uh, an ad about jobs comes yeah. to them. Yeah. So even within the digital segment, there's an understanding of yes. when to use it and how to pitch it and that type of thing. Same thing. I've said that the newspapers are still in print. Mm. Uh, alongside uh, Charles Nyango Bo's articles is uh, an ad to work in agribusiness initiative. You know. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, there's a certain segment of people that you're And you're connection. Yes. So those are the examples. So you have the traditional TV, radio, you mm. have the newspapers, even newspapers have gone digital. You have purely social media, digital, Twitter, mm. Facebook, and yeah. that type of thing. But even then, there are different profiles uh, for where to use. There's a personal selling that I told you, my lady Barbara, yes. at the market, call, appeal to me emotionally, and that type of thing. Yeah. So off the top of my head, those, those are some of the ones I can think of and examples to help. And there are also some trucks that always go through the markets and exactly. villages, also, that's also marketing. Exactly. But that can't work for a certain type of people, let's say Dr. Kasenene's people. Exactly. Or Harvest International School won't be sending a truck around. Exactly. Right? So different <laughs> methods for different audiences you're trying to reach. Exactly. So you're exact and you're on point and you say resources as well. Director. I think I'm less sophisticated, I'm more old school than what you are. You see, different segments. Uh -huh. 
and old style word of mouth mm -hmm. you know if you do a good job for me i will recommend other people the issue is how do i feel as i leave your place what solutions have you given me when i feel good i will recommend your services to other people i the word of mouth is already a pre-qualified i get you a pre-qualified client mm -hmm. who is willing to buy and who is not price sensitive so the issue i think where we miss it is we expect um to offer an after service when a service has not been offered well when we offer a world-class excellent service, then we are able to follow up the client and then ask him the, 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 the Fred Reichheld question. How likely are you to recommend other people to us? And then we have those people who completely, totally believe in us and who like us mm -hmm. and who say, look, I'm able to bring you two more clients. I'm able to bring you three more clients. And with that, we actually have a higher net promoter score, which measures the likelihood of people buying more from us, yeah. buying more frequently from us, mm -hmm. and then also being able to reco recommend other people from yes. uh, to, to us. Which ties in with um, the whole thing about preaching. Mm -hmm. Now that you know, you know, go bring other people, then I'm so happy to say, you know what, what I found, I yeah. really like, please come and be part, yeah. of, part yeah. of us, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go with old school uh, word of Tell mouth. a friend to tell a friend. Yes. <laughs> Like you say, people, uh, you know, poor people know other poor people. Rich people know other poor people, I mean, rich other, other rich people. And so, if you're solving my problem and solving it very well, yeah, I'm definitely. There are other people mm. that, you know, you'll be amazed. Exactly. Uh, people who want to brighten and lighten their skin. No other people who want to brighten and lighten their skin. If one lady is so happy, believe mm. me, you, she has a group of five that she'll bring along. Yeah. yeah. Two questions before we close, because yeah. our time is running out. What's the difference between sales, marketing, and branding? Um, sometimes we complicate things mm. that are simple. Mm. Sales is really a process of generating money. Mm. It's not a sale until you can get money. Marketing is really sending the, 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 the information out there and saying, look, this is who we are. Mm. Branding is a promise you're making, yeah. which will lead to the, uh, after you've made you know, you know, marketing, then you tie alongside the, the at least three brand promises that catch us. If we delay, we'll do this. The promise you're making, the promise you're willing to live up to. Um, if we delay to serve you our food, it's on us. It's free of charge. So you're saying, look, this is how good I am. I am also willing to be penalized if I default. Okay. If your dress takes more than two days for us to you know, sew and put together, it's on the house. Just come and pick it and we will not, be able to, we will not charge you. Mm. So branding is, is, is really sending out the promise that you're going to live yeah. and the, the, your clients are going to hold you accountable for. To build on that, and uh, the years I spent, uh, and I still spend an, an inordinate amount of time around my uncle, Agri, and he's a guru on uh, branding uh, and promotion. And I remember uh, he, he, he worked for a long time with MTN, and I remember he defined uh, his work, branding and promotion, was 
to ensure mm. that MTN is known and never forgotten. Yeah. So you're just making sure Kampala and Uganda are branded yellow. Yes. You know, yellow, mm -hmm. yellow mm -hmm. became associated with MTN. Yeah. Everywhere you go, yeah. you know, we remember, yeah. everywhere you go, that is branding. Coca-Cola is also very good at that. When you think thirst, you think Sprite. But in terms of when MTN has captured that subliminal part of your mind, your aunt comes from abroad and wants uh, a phone line, what are you going to remember? MTN, MTN. everywhere you go. That's, that's, the, that's the one. And then their shops are branded and decked out. They'll, they'll, they'll catch you. Yellow, MTN, everywhere you go. That's branding. Marketing, what you said. If I don't, if, if it, 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 the marketing is to convert me, where do I find Vine Pharmaceuticals? Yes. You know, to get this. This is their Twitter handle, Facebook, phone, located. That is the marketing. So after the branding, after the branding guys have stepped away, everybody knows about you, then the marketing poster comes, and some of them go together, uh, uh, freedom bundles, uh, 40 GB at 15K, uh, uh, reach, reach out to the nearest MTN outlet next yeah, to you, something yeah. like that. That's marketing. Sales is now when it actually converted share of wallet. Getting down to know what do people spend on, 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 on airtime, how can I break it down so that we have 500 shillings, 1,000, 20,000, 50,000, so that I cater to different demographics and therefore convert that marketing into sales into money. Yeah. So that's how I break it down. All right. Thank you so much, Mona. <laughs> Director, this is the very last one for you. Thanks for the insights. Benedict, Benedict is saying digital marketing platforms are taking a toll on the trend of marketing currently, but still the tractional means are equally important. How can we strike a balance between the two? I'm so glad that was directed. Director. <laughs> yeah. You see, I think it takes time it takes time to really get good results. And it, it's good to profile the right clientele that you can market to. It is not about having many followers, mm. but it's about having the right kind of followers. Yes. So in, in making traction, mm. we're going to identify who exactly needs to follow us and who we are happy to be followed by. So I would say that Having 100,000 followers is one thing, but having 1,000 right followers is all you need. There's a guy called Kevin Kelly. He says that um, all you need are 1,000 fans, and you'll make it in, in, in life. People who really believe in you, yeah. that is it. Once you have 1,000 people who believe in you, um, you'll be good. Right. Yeah. All right. Help me appreciate Director Grace and Mona for adding value to us this morning. Now I know that you, your business is at a certain stage and you know what to do. For some of us, we just need to do the research to find out who are we actually targeting. For some of us, we just need to change the methods. You've been going on Instagram, yet you need to drive a truck around the Nalia Estate. Who knows? For some of us, we just need to sow the seeds, right? Add value to people so that at that right time when they need to make a decision they already know about you. So go ahead and act on that for your business, the level it's at and all of that. And share this link with somebody who didn't watch today. I'm sure it's going to add value to them. Would you promise to do that? Are you sure? Awesome. 
You know, we never want to close our broadcast without giving anyone who is watching an opportunity to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. If you're watching us, you got a link from somebody, or you're just someone who follows Business Garage, but you've never given your life to Christ. Today is Easter. It's the, re the reason why we celebrate Easter is that there's a man called Jesus who died for our sins, who paid the price for our transgressions and our iniquities to give us access back to God, to restore our relationship with God, that before him right now we stand free from sins, free from shame, free from guilt, and we are able to receive our eternal life. So if you're watching this morning and you've never made this decision, I want to give you an opportunity, yes, and as an evangelist this morning who is marketing what Jesus has done for me, to receive Jesus by simply saying this prayer, to say these words after me. The Bible says you simply believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. So just say, dear Jesus... I come to you today on this Easter Sunday. Thank you for dying at the cross for my sins. Today, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that prayer this Easter Sunday morning, you are born again. And there's a number running on your screen. Just go ahead and text that number or call. There's a pastor behind that line who is ready to answer your questions and help you make sense of the decision you have just made. If you're on air, the number is 0775-642-449. 0775-642-449. Go ahead and call that number and we'll be able to walk this journey with you after the decision you have just made. Thank you so much for joining us at a location where you are. If you've given your life to Christ, I'm sure somebody's there to help you make sense of that decision. And after here, we have the business lounge set up behind this stage here at Worship Harvest Nalia. Do join Director Grace and Mona back there so you can have even deeper conversations at a location where you are. I'm sure there's a guest... Uh, a business lounge set up for all of you to just go and network and connect even as we celebrate Easter. The 9 a.m. service is coming up, so stay online if you're online and if you're at a location, you are very welcome. We'll be starting in a few minutes. See you next Sunday. For listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.